With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is Susan Wingate. And this is Joshua Graham. (laughs) With Dialogue Between the Lines. And we're really happy everybody is here today. We've got a nice full chat room. It's exciting to um, see everybody there. Hi, everybody in the chat room. I know you can't say hi back, but um, I'm speaking to you. Um, I'd love to see hi's all over the chat line right now. But um, anyway, so... We have a great guest today. Um, we have Star Reina, and um, we are rescheduling Terry Ann Armstrong for February for our Romance Month, but um, we have Star Reina, and Star will be joining Terry Ann Armstrong as well in February, so we get her twice. We're really happy about that, but Star sure. is fabulous. Um, say that again. We are just very fortunate to have uh Star come twice to our show. Yeah, we're absolutely thrilled that um, we could have Star um, on the show today. Um, her, for those of you that want to check out uh, what Star has going on, um, you can go to her website at www.queenwriter.com. That's Q-U-E-E-N-W-R-I-T-E-R.com. Um, uh, so we're really happy that she's here. She's quite a fabulous author, and um, it's very exciting to see what she's written. Um, she and, and Terry Ann Armstrong have um, written a, a book together, and so we will be having them, um, a, again, like I said, in February, uh, talk about that book as well. But we might even talk about it a little bit today. I hope so, anyway. So, Joshua, you have been doing fabulously well. Um, can you please tell me what you've, what's going on with you lately? Well, um, still more of the same still writing and uh, trying to complete my young adult epic fantasy, the one that was, uh, the book that was commissioned by my son, who was only six years old at the time. And um, a lot of people have been asking me about when it's going to be done, and I, I feel bad that it's not done already. But, you know, as you know, even though you write the very last word of the book, you need to go back and uh, do some revision, editing, proofreading, all that kind of good stuff. So it could take a little while longer, but uh, I, this book has been a couple of years in the in the making, on and off, and I'm really looking forward to that coming out because it's the first in a series uh, of which would be at least three books. It could be longer. It depends on how things turn out. So that's what I'm doing on the creative front. As far as what's been going on with the already written books, like Beyond Justice, uh, last week I announced that uh, Suspense Magazine listed. Beyond Justice as uh, on their best of 2010 list, along with uh, authors like uh, Scott Turow, Brad Thor, Stephen James, and um, Ted Decker. And that was that. That floored me. What an honor that was, and that is. Uh, well, the day after we uh, I announced that here on Blog Talk Radio, I found out that a review site called From the TBR Pile, and TBR of course stands for To Be Read, um, they listed me my book, Beyond Justice, as their top ten of 2010. So I'm just, Thank you, thank you. I'm just very honored. I, I, when I wrote this book and put it, um, had it published, and I, you know, I wondered how it would be received, and so far I, I have to say it seems like I'm going to talk like, uh, what's her name, Sally Field. They like me. They really like me. <laughs> well, I'm kidding. But um, that's what's been going on on, on that front. Uh, and in two days, uh, you probably have heard me talk about this before, I will be at Borders Books in 
El Cajon, California, which is in San Diego County, and I'll be doing my very first book signing ever. So this is going to be a lot of fun. We, um, a friend of mine who visits that store told me they saw the, the posters up everywhere, and uh, I know they had a big like movie theater sized poster with that good-looking chap on the cover who. Unfortunately, isn't me, but he's a cover model that many ladies have commented. Uh, <laughs> they they would buy the book just to look at him. So I was like, well, oh, the art department did a good job there. <laughs> but See, anyway, so that, it that, really does prove it really does prove that re- readers are easy. <laughs> and, and you know what? When they say don't judge a book by its cover, well, at least you can buy it by its cover. <laughs> if you hate the content, at least you can enjoy it looking at the cover model. Um, but no, I'm 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 kidding. Uh, but that that particular the cover of the book is the poster that they have up there, and uh, it's it's really awesome that they have that there. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. So how about you, Susan? I, I understand that you just came back from a a pretty big deal uh, up. It's the Pacific Writers Conference, or what was it? Yes. Oh. Recently? Oh my gosh, it was fabulous. They had about it. Um, it was through the Pacific Northwest Writers Association. Um, it was their holiday party, and they held it in Issaquah, Washington, where their writer's cottage is. So, so the PNWA now has a, um, a an actual physical headquarters. Um, uh, so it, it's very exciting to see that happen. That happened in August, and um, and then uh, there were about 65 people there, and I was one of four authors featured to um, sign books. And so um, the other authors were Marcella Bernard, Elizabeth Doyle, uh, Doyle, I can't believe I said that, Elizabeth Boyle, and Robert Dugoni. And it was just fantastic. I mean, I had such a lovely evening. We did a nice, um, they had a nice interview for each of us. And then afterward, um, one of the writers for Poets and Writers came up and interviewed me about the the PNWA is what we call the Pacific Northwest Writers Association. The PNWA, um, they're at pnwa.org if anybody is interested in joining that fabulous association. And it really is. They're very helpful for emergent writers, and they're very helpful for writers that are established and have been published. And so, um, and they put on an incredible, incredible writers conference every summer. It's usually. Um, between July, the middle of July and the middle of August, it kind of floats in in that time frame. But um, but it's a great organization. So um, so you might be seeing my name in the, the next few months in Poets and Writers about that um, that actual author signing event. So that was really great. Um, awesome. But, yeah. So um, r- real quick though, if you're hearing birds in the background, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I, we're having a little bit of a remodel in our home, and oh, I, thought, I had I to. You, you were you, you're chirping in the background. <laughs> it's the, it's the birds in my head. Oh, it's, it's not coming you, through it's the phone. Birds in your head, okay. Yeah. We have um, we had to do a little bit of shuffling with animals because we have a, a little remodel going on right now, um, and so you may hear a dog's barking and birds chirping and cats yelling and all that stuff. But another really cool thing I'm excited to say is that my um, publisher, Blue Star Books, is going to be heading to the BEA again, the Book Expo America again this year. Um, It's held at the end, every end of May, Um, so it'll be, uh, I think it's the the 23rd through the 27th, I can't remember, of May, but um, he's going to be registering me for the author signing party there at the BEA, so um, I'll be at the BEA if anybody's in New York and wants to uh, come and chat me up. They can find me there um, this year, which is really exciting. So um, it's all good. I mean, things are just progressively, you know, going along. I guess that's kind of redundant, but we are just, you know, doing what we do as writers. We work, so um, it's all out there, and I'm working on um, my YA fantasy, which is so much fun. I can't even tell you. And um, well, that's the one and, that uh, uh, I've had a sneak peek at. I just cannot wait to see that one. That's going to be a blockbuster, in my opinion. Oh, thank you so much. It's so much fun too. I mean, I, you know, it's it's one thing when you um, have a contract and you have to write a book for the next, you know, series or whatever, or, or a companion book that is contract work. Um, and it's always lovely. Believe me, I'm not 
saying that it's not lovely. I love having my contract uh, for the series, but for the Bobby Steiner series, but I really enjoy um, being able to just write some other things as well. And um, so I, I have quite a few little projects going on right now. The, the final book of that series, it's the fourth um, novel in the series, uh, in the Bobby Steiner series. I'm working on that as well as um, my YA fantasy. And um, I have another project that I'm going to be starting on at the beginning of the year called Hit by Deer. It's going to be part of my, um, my Outfeeding Deer series. So I'm excited about that. So I'm, Is that going to be a collection, you know, the, the, uh, the series, a collection of like short fiction? Well, this particular one is going to be novel length, and, and the what? premise is, is it's uh, uh, if if um, the lovely bones got intertwined with the yearling. So I cannot wait to finish that, and I have started that one, and it's always you know presenting itself. I haven't really worked on. I'm kind of playing around with the beginning, of course, and then once I get it fully fleshed out, what happens in the beginning and what you know launches it, then I'm going to start my outlining and go forward from there. So um really excited about that. But thank you for asking about what I'm doing. Your your career is just fun. Oh, it's wonder well, you know, gosh, we're writers. We always have fun, don't we? <laughs> oh, absolutely all the time. It's, it's like it's like on being on vacation all the time. And there's like That's no right. work involved. <laughs> no, none at all. I mean we we get up, we loll around, we have tea, we eat, we watch movies, and we don't do anything other than that. Oh, you forgot to mention Facebook. Facebook. We do Facebook, too. <laughs> but but, we but don't seriously, do um, if you're anything like me, aside from your contractual obligations, you probably have a million books or ideas in on the back burner or on your TBW to be written pile, don't you? Absolutely. Um, I have uh, another... Uh, Story. It's a short story that I want to expand. Um, that one is called An Honest Murder. And um, and then I want, you know, it, it's, yeah, I've just got tons of things that are in sitting there going, pick me, pick me, <laughs> me next. But yeah. that's just the way it is. I, I know. I had one, I think it was the year 2008, where it was the year, I think I just finished writing Beyond Justice, and that entire year, I think I started maybe about 13 novels, and each of them got into various stages of completions, and some as little as maybe 10% done, some as far as like 75% done, and I just, you know, for some reason, didn't get around to finishing them, and I think it's because all these ideas keep coming up, and there's this great sense of urgency, like, oh, no, no, you know what, this is even better than that one, let me write this one instead, and I'll get back to that one. Well, you know, a year later, more than a dozen books have, are, are waiting to be completed, but I, I did complete Dark Room, which is my next uh, suspense thriller uh, shortly after those 13 books got got uh, into progress, but that's what my uh, TBW list looks like right now. That is That's such a great story, too, but um, yeah, it's easy to just let them you know get started and then not do anything with them um the uh the the contract i found was a real focusing um uh incentive you know it it just made it so that there was no way that you can just you know you've got a contract you can't just right. let it slip by so you just have to write to the contract which is a, a wonderful um feeling to be able to be focused for other reasons, other than creative reasons, you mm-hmm. know. But then, you, as soon as you start, you're just right there in the story. Um, and I, I'm really enjoying writing that series. It's a lot of fun. It could go on forever. I'll tell you. That's the Bobby Steiner series is is fun. The characters are fun, and it's just I could write about Georgette Carlyle for the rest of my life. Now, that book has been getting some really nice attention recently on your virtual book tour. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it's just, you know, like any other, you know, promotional push. You know, I'm on different blog sites and um, being interviewed on those blog sites as well as, you know, having uh, guest blogging and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, it's one you have to stay focused with the writing, though, and I find that the virtual book tours are so much easier to um, write 
around than being on a live book tour. So, um, but you know, you were just on one too for for Beyond Justice, and um, and so exciting. And you're you're going to be. Did you mention where you're going to be t- this weekend? Yes, uh, at the borders in El Cajon. Yeah, El Cajon. That's gonna be fun. I'm hoping to see a lot of people that I've met on the internet and meet them in person for the first time, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Oh, that's I'll, wonderful. I could also be very happy to meet all the local people and maybe friends and And that's going to be from 11 in the morning until about 3? Yes. That's fabulous. That'll be fun, and it's going to be very special. Mm-hmm. So, well, so today you know, we have Star Reina with us. I'm really excited about that because she and Terry Ann Armstrong uh, have – collaborated and done some really interesting work. Unfortunately, Terry Ann was not able to make it with us today, but um, I think she's there in our chat room. She wasn't able to make it uh, due to some uh, medical issues, but not to worry. She'll be okay. She's just not able to speak on the phone right now. Um, But we will look forward to having her as well as Star back again with us hopefully sometime in February. But Star herself, is a is a very it's a quite an accomplished writer and uh, per, uh, instrumental person in the writers community, and, and uh, got several titles of her own that are published. And we're just really happy to have her here, and we're looking forward to chatting with her. So, Star, welcome, and you are on the air. Well, thank you, Josh. Thank you, Susan. It's great to be here. Um, I want to say, Josh, real quick, thank you for having me. You mentioned your top book of 2010, Beyond Justice. Did I hear that right? That's correct. Oh, yes. I have to agree with that. Whoever voted you in for that, they did well. It was a great book. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. um, From the very beginning, when I first got in touch with the people at Suspense Radio, I, I, I just... I, I just felt this em- embrace of of warmth from people who are so supportive of writers, especially like new writers. And I, I've never felt such great support so early on in my career. So um, their reviews and even these honors and awards have done it. It's not just a huge boost for me in promotion-wise, but they, it's just really been a great boost for me in terms of my self-esteem as a writer. So um, I know some of them are out there. I just want to thank you guys at Suspense Magazine. You guys are the best. They are. I, I have to agree with that. Um, they've done nothing but uh, help me along, too, so I know what you're saying. So yeah. they're a good group over there. That's great. And John so. Robb is going to be um, returning. He was our very, very – he's uh, one of the editors for Suspense Magazine, and he was our very first guest on Dialogue, So, and we're really excited to have him back. Um, oh, yeah, he's, great. He's wonderful. He's just well, he absolutely. also is the host of uh, Suspense Radio as well. Yes, yes, he does. that's right. Uh huh. Yeah, I've co-hosted with him a few times on Suspense Radio. It's been a lot of fun. Excellent. Yeah, it, anytime you you can um, do something like that, it's it's a it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I really enjoy the the radio show and having and talking to all of our amazing guests like you, Star. You're your writing is incredible. You you have two books Thank out. You. you have more than that, but I, your first book is Cruel. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at Cruel Whispers. That's not your first. No, book, that is actually it? is. Yes, it's a young adult series, uh, Cruel Whispers and Cruel Past. Um, they were written in 2005, 2006. Um, well, actually, they were published then. And then my newest series, um, which is you know more for adults, is in the name of Revenge. It's the first one in the Ivanovich series. That's so right. that one was released in um, June of 2010. That's right, and, and that's it been looks... going very well. So is it's that a um, great... suspense mystery? It is. It's a crime uh, suspense. And um, it's it was a lot of fun to write. Um, the second one was even better, which is coming out in February. But In the Name of Revenge um, was a lot of fun to write. Um, it's got lots of crime in it, but it's not your typical um, mafia crime. It's it's interesting. <laughs> so you want, will you please give us a little bit of a, 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 a sampling or at least a synopsis of, of what um, In the Name of Revenge is about? Absolutely. Um, This young boy, uh, it starts out with this young boy, he had just graduated from high school, and he witnessed um, an execution of his parents. 
and it obviously just impacted his life and he vowed revenge and that's what he his path was on revenge and he proceeded down um had contacts so to speak um that were helping him aiding him he infiltrated the mafia um and got close to the mob boss um close enough where the um mob boss Carlo Mancini actually wanted him actually ordered him to marry his daughter Teresa Mancini um, oh wow who yeah but so that's how close he got into that organization and right close to him he was at the end of um close to getting his revenge that he wanted but unbeknownst to many and i think several have read the book now so i can probably reveal it but he went the path of an fbi agent and no one oh. knew it. The readers doesn't don't know it throughout the book until towards the end. But mm-hmm. everything that he went through was just like a roller coaster ride. Um, you know, kidnapping. Um, he had a baby with a, a a girl that he left, but he wanted to you know get back with her. But he left. He leaves her because he is worried that um, because of his dire circumstances of being uh, infiltrating the mob. Um, they would find out about her, perhaps harm her. So he goes yeah. through a lot of roller coaster rides along the way before he he does get his revenge in a way. Um, but I don't want to ruin the whole thing to find out how. You know, the readers will have to see those who haven't read it. But uh, very interesting ride. Oh, <laughs> he goes that through. So great. To get, also, yeah, to get his revenge. And you're also weaving in a little bit of humor. As well, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. There is some humor in there. Um, most of the humor you'll see in Deadly Decisions. There's a character, Teresa Mancini, that I just mentioned. She is the daughter of Carlo Mancini, and Carlo, like I said, ordered uh, Pavel Ivanovich to marry her. She is pretty much just introduced in The Name of Revenge um, towards the end, but her character really thrives and really comes out in Deadly Decisions, and that's the one that's going to be released um, February of 11. Yeah, her her character is (laughs) interesting. She thinks she's a princess and that she needs to be (laughs) treated as such. (laughs) And she and Pavel butt heads all the time, but... uh, they end up being a couple um, towards the end of In the Name of Revenge um, and into Deadly Decisions. Hey, and we have a question from the chat line. Um, This is a great question. Uh, It says, where did the character of Teresa come from and what inspired you to birth her? (laughs) It's funny, I... Originally, she was never in existence, even in my mind as I was writing it. And as I was writing In the Name of Revenge, she kind of just popped in there, and she was going to be just kind of like a a, a minimal supporting character, I guess you could call her, um, a reason uh, for him to attain his revenge. She kind of, her character kind of came to life on on her own, and you hear a lot of authors saying that your characters talk to you. Well, she did, and she wanted to be a little bit more than just a secondary or even a third character. She wanted to be forefront, and that's what she became. And so that's kind of how she was was born. Um, she's an interesting character. <laughs> she demanded attention, and she will get it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. Well, Sarah, I have a question for you, um, because sure. you, you seem to have such a variety of uh, characters and even different types of stories, even though you have a series going. The question is about your writing process. Now, do you, and it may be different from book to book, which, you know, is very understandable, but do you usually come up with, like, a plot and concept first, or do you start with a character? Um, what are the things that usually form the seed of your of the beginning part of a new book for you? Um for me, generally, I have to say it's kind of an idea that I'll get in the back of my mind or I'll read a news report or hear something on TV and it'll spark an idea. And I think that's where my books start from is just an idea and then I develop my characters around that idea. A lot of the times um, as I'm writing, and I'm sure it's with you guys too as authors, 
you find that the direction that you initially think you're going to take ends up in a complete another direction that you didn't anticipate. And a lot of the times that's what happens to me as the characters are screaming, saying, no, you know, I want to do this, or I don't want to do that, or, you know, make me important and not him. And um, <laughs> But my stories start out with just a general idea, and then I kind of develop it and progress from there. That's great. So, the, And then as you do you develop your ideas, if I hear you correctly, your your characters kind of take on a life of their own as 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 the story progresses, they do the story. You know, I originally um, originally used them or the story idea, and then developed the characters. And the characters, um, they have their own personalities, and they kind of almost develop their own according to the storyline. But then they end up changing it too, mm-hmm. so it, it can kind of be interesting. I'm sure that's happened to you guys as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, here's another. <laughs> I understand that as a child, I mean, because you have this passion for literature, you spent most of your time in the library reading, right? So um, now you've been a paralegal for like 14 years. Uh, mm-hmm. d- does any of that, your your exper- professional experience, spill over into your writing, any of the experiences you've had, or even the people you've come across, the kinds of people you've come across? Uh, to an extent, yes. Um, a lot of the clients that um, we meet are just as interesting as some of the characters that I develop. Um, and sometimes I'll take some quirks or some personalities from some of the clients and integrate them in because I find them interesting. Um, so, yeah, I would say a little bit of it does, and plus I see a lot in the legal world that um, does absolutely aid me in writing. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Absolutely. And, and the legal uh, field that you were in was uh, estate, pl- estate planning, uh, asset protection. Yeah, estate uh, planning financial. and asset protection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry? Oh, I was just uh, saying that that's really interesting because I was gonna, about to ask um, if any of that, well, I already asked if that you know, played into it, but do you see any details from that line of work that can potentially form into uh, I mean, you know, actually specifically in estate planning and asset protection that can actually form into some kind of suspenseful drama at all. I mean, I know it's it's not as dramatic as, say, criminal law, but... Yeah, no, it's not as dramatic, but since we deal in offshore... Um you know, we deal in asset protection, and a lot of that, uh, well, a major percentage of it, it deals with offshore work. Mm-hmm. And so we, I come across a lot of... Um, Interesting characters working, you know, I mean, not characters, I mean actual people um, Mm -hmm. working with the people offshore and the clients here in the United States that, you know, um, may bring their money offshore or assets and things of that nature. So I don't know, you know, perhaps I can use some of that knowledge Mm -hmm. um, of the offshore world and incorporate it into, yeah, absolutely, and I can see myself doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you've got it's all that brass. Certainly, a lot of material to use. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Star, I have a question for you, and it's kind of off topic of of the writing per se, but it uh, it it flows into writing, and it's your organization. That, uh, well, the organization that you are involved with, um, Sisters in Crime in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um And uh, and also, I want to also talk to you and ask a question about your. Um, speaking career but um how how have you been affected with sisters in crime i mean have have they been a writing organization that has helped you and if so how have they helped you the sisters in crime is a good organization um it's national um i'm sure as you know and they have a lot of great members um they they function as a group and as a whole and individually um, you know, I've met a lot of the great, uh, great members that um, support you, and they give you all kinds of links, helps um, help you as far as, um, you know, if you're a new writer, young writer, um, you can go and speak in front of their groups, which I've done. Um, it, it's educational um, and also a supportive group. So, yeah, it, so it's been a good group, yeah. And so and I'm glad you mentioned that you do speak um, with that organization every once in a while. You um, have won three Best Speaker Awards as well as a Best Evaluator at mm-hmm. the Voice Ambassadors chapter of Toastmasters. Will you tell the listeners out there a little bit more about how this um, 
it ties into your writing career, this speaking career that you have? Well, Toastmasters, I forced myself to join, and that is a group that actually aids those who have a fear of talking in front of a group of people. That was me. Um, unfortunately, now you can't shut me up. Um, I joined. <laughs> it works. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's a great. Oh yeah, it works. Um, it, it's a program that um, it, it kind of helps you and aids you along, and and actually forces you to talk in front of the group that's there. And a spontaneous questions they'll ask you where you have to get up and give a two minute answer, um, or you actually have to give long speeches, presentations. So you kind of get acclimated into um, talking in front of people, so that the fear kind of goes away. My biggest problem with that group was they have this little bell that every time you go um ah, uh, you get dinged. Oh boy! So every oh. time I um or ah, uh, I'm hearing this ding in my head, especially when someone else does it. <laughs> oh great! And I still do that. I haven't been able to all... overcome that. <laughs> well, you probably heard bells going off all morning because that's something that oh. I'm working on too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's a hard one to overcome. You know, you hear these professional people out there, the president even, you know, speaking, and it's um ah uh, all the time. So I don't feel quite as bad, but I'd still like to overcome that part. <laughs> well, you're doing just great. I think I need to go join those masters here. <laughs> It's a well, great program. It really is. It, does, it sounds terrific, and it, you, you don't do any of those things, so I think you're proof that it works. Now, we have a question from the chat room. We actually have a, a, quite a few questions, so we'll try to get to as, as many as, as we have time for. But um, one of the questions for you, Star, is do you always use an outline, or do ideas just jump out at you, and you, then you just simply find you have to write them down? A lot of the times I'll use an outline, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Um, particularly in this um, collaboration that I'm, I've done with Terry Ann Armstrong, A Stab in the Dark, uh, our lines and our characters were so intense that we actually had to keep track um, with an outline to know what character is where and what they're doing. Uh, for the most part, with my books, um, I have kind of an outline. I actually have character bios that I form and I refresh as the books go along, too, that aid, you know, in writing the material and how the story comes out. Um, so an outline, yes, at times. Um, do I always stick to it? Absolutely not, because as the characters grow, they say, no, we're not going to do it that way, like I m mentioned earlier. So, yeah, I'll start out with an outline um, and change it every once in a while. Um, some Most of the time I don't go according to it, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Never works out that way. <laughs> yes. That, that's a, something that I think we writers have a common experience with. Um, here's another question from the chat room as well. How long do you see the Ivanovich series, go, series going, and do you have other books planned way in advance? I do have books planned in advance. Um, I'm not sure how far I want to bring the, Ivan, uh, the Ivanovich series. Right now I'm working on a third one to that, and it depends on how, you know, it depends on the readers. Um, you know, if they want to see more of uh, Pavel Ivanovich and Teresa Mancini and some of the other characters, then absolutely I'll continue on. But I think at some point there's a um, a time to let these characters go and kill them off, so to speak, and, and move on. Um, I think sometimes series can be overdone when they get to be 10, 12, 13, 14 of them and, and keep going. Um, they're enjoyable, but you kind of they're predictable. Mm -hmm. So they're not any fun for me to read anymore. So I'm not sure that I want to do that to my readers. I'm not sure how far I want to go with the series. But uh, only time will tell. But, yes, I am working on um, a third to that series. Um, I don't have a working title for it yet, but um, it will definitely include the, the main characters um, that you see in, in the name of Revenge and Deadly Decisions. Um, also working on a paranormal book, which is kind of out of my realm. <laughs> I have not done that one before, but I've been encouraged um, to do it. I think I can do it, and that's what I'm working on. So, and it, that one's a lot of fun too. Oh, I and bet then, that of is course, fun. It is. It's different. I love the paranormal. Always have, and um, I feel fairly confident that I can do that. And you don't know until you try. That's the way I've always looked at things. So. 
And I'm also Absolutely. putting together a book of short stories as well, too, as I go along. I write a lot of short stories. One of them I won uh, third place in um, through Suspense Magazine um, by a, a story by the name of Cut. So you'll have to check that one out if you haven't. And, I saw uh, that. I saw that listed yeah. as a third place winner. That's fabulous. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's wonderful. It's exciting. A lot of fun. That story was a lot of fun. Uh, cheesy until you read it and at the end, but it was a good story. But So I am putting together a book of short stories as well, so I'm kind of in the middle of three different projects at once, but uh, I think that's what all of us authors do. <laughs> yeah, and you know what, Star, I was, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about Deadly Decisions, a little bit more about it. What's the premise mm-hmm. there? Uh, Deadly Decisions is, as I mentioned, Teresa Mancini is just a very small, uh, minor character in, in the name of her then. She's just kind of coming to life. You right. really see her um, rise out and be the character of who she is in Deadly Decisions. She is witty. She's spoiled. Um, she can be egotistical. But you also see the other side of her that not many of the other characters see um, on a daily basis. Um, so I do show the other side of her, a softer side, where she actually does care. Um, so you'll see that in there. But she uh, butts heads with Pavel Ivanovich all the time, and and she thinks that she's this wannabe agent that's going to help him on all of his cases. And so he he has to kind of bring her down to earth and say, no, you're not an agent, you can't do this, but uh, she keeps trying. So it's a lot of fun. Um, It's got a lot of humor in it. The crime is there. Um, Carlo Mancini is there a little bit without giving too much away, but not for long. Um, but Pavel is also now investigating another case in Deadly Decisions, which ends up being his own, because he is oh. now being targeted. Oh, and well, he's of not course. sure it why. Sounds like he would have. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so like they get so to the much bottom fun. Of that. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, that's a wonderful premise. Now it sounds like um, your your what's her name again? The sidekick name? Uh, Teresa. Teresa, I, I, yeah. yes, Teresa. You know, it sounds like, and I, I, I this kind of flows into Josh's um, accidental uh, line, but it sounds like she's kind of the accidental sidekick. She so. is, but she's progressed, and you know, she's actually. Um, uh, readers have told me that she's kind of on par with um, with Pavel. In other words. She fights for the attention. So is she the protagonist or is really Pavel? I don't know. Teresa is is rivaling him for that spot. And I think they both are at this point. (laughs) That's like a protagonist group then you've got going on. And that sounds like a lot of fun. And they're equal. At least a duo. Yeah, at least a duo of them. And as you know, conflict is the name of the game for good fiction because even if they're on the same side, but, you know, if they were on the same side agreeing about everything, they'd be really boring. But take them having the same external goal, but just hating each other's cuts, at least initially, then you've got something really fun and interesting going there. Yeah, there's there's a lot of action in Deadly Decisions, um, you know, but you also have those giggle fests going on, too, where you'll just start laughing um, hysterically. <laughs> so, you know, you get a, it's, a, it's a good balance. <laughs> it's a, not, that's why I say it's not really a... a crime series as you would see it because of Teresa being in the mix. She has just put everything up in arms. So yeah, it's, a, it's a good book. It's it's fun. It was fun to write. Lots of fun. Well, well we also know, have some questions here from the uh, from the chat room. And chat room? Asking, questions? Good. Yeah. They're, they're, some people want to know where we can find this series of your books. Okay, you can. They can be. Um, uh, they're ebook only, and you can get them on Smashwords.com, Amazon.com, uh, Borders.com, uh, BarnesandNoble.com. Um, of course, if anyone has any doubts, they could just go to QueenWriter.com. <laughs> yeah. I'll point you to the right direction. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So they're available for just about every single ebook reader available. Oh, in pretty much. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And my understanding from Smashwords is you don't even need an ebook reader. You can just read it online once you've once you've purchased it, and uh, yes, I do believe you can just download it right to your computer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's excellent. Yeah. 
So it, and it's queenwriter.com, and that's Q-U-E-E-N-W-R-I-T-E-R.com. And, um, and tell us when, again, uh, Deadly Decisions is coming out. That is slated to be released on February 1st of 11. Um, and then um, the a Stab in the Dark, which I guess we'll talk about when Terry Ann is on the, the show with me um, because she's the other author in that, which we've had a lot of fun working on that. But that's slated to be released mid-2011. We, we're not, we don't have the exact date on that one yet. Okay, okay. Well, when when that does get released, we would hope that you would come back and um, and tell us all about that again and, and uh, um you know, for your for your promotional tour there when you start, because it's always such a push to do things. But we would love it if you would return as a guest. Oh, I would love to. I would absolutely love to. That's fabulous. So, um, as I'm, and I'm I'm going to be speaking because of I'm on tour right now. And so, what are you doing as far as um, as your promotion? Uh, arm of of our career what are you doing to promote your book and um are you going on live tours or are you going on uh just virtual tours or a little of both um pretty much virtual uh, right now i'm featured on many blog sites um in different areas of course the facebook everyone does the facebook um goodreads uh, that sort of thing twitter Everyone does those. Um, but I also run specials, too, all the time. Um, like, In the Name of Revenge, since that one just came out in this this year, um, for the holiday and um, for – because this Deadly Decisions is coming out in February, uh, we're running a special on that as well until the end of the year. And, again, I think next year I talked about it, but we may have a few days of – we might even give that one away free just before Deadly Decisions comes out, just so that oh, right. readers can see and, you know, get to know a little bit of the characters before they delve into Deadly Decisions. So I'm not sure yet, but that might happen. Oh, so, that's a but good we, idea. Yeah, yeah. So um, virtual, mostly um, at this point. Um, because I don't have it in hard copy yet, um, that's where I'm concentrating on is obviously virtual and getting the the name out there and the book and you know um, blog about it all the time and you know all of those. I'm sure that Joshua and you have done yourself, yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I've read also that you you work a bit with Barnes and Noble's uh, store event manager. So you, you you don't only like schedule your own book events, but you probably help other writers get that accomplished as well is that right yeah i did um in the past i'm I'm not currently doing that but i was i worked with the um, stores event manager and what we did was um i got all the authors for her and we set up a local author's day Mm -hmm. and we had it where we were speaking we were talking about our books um we had an audience there were asking questions so it wasn't just a book signing and um, that was a lot of fun. I love um, coordinating events. I used to do that a lot with another author up in Santa Maria that we brought into uh, Ventura County. And we arranged, oh, gosh, I can't remember. There was tons of authors there that could show the public their work, talk to them. Um, we would have contests, whole, you know, everything for um, an event like that. And we used to hold it in the Crown Plaza there in Ventura, so as far as events, I love to coordinate them. They're a lot of fun. You get to meet a lot of people, authors and readers alike. Um, so, yeah, that that was a lot of fun doing that. And I think it's great to have uh, an actual writer do this because you bring in a unique perspective that, say, a, a, an event manager who's not an author might not have because you, you see what it's like on both sides of the fence. So that must. Be oh, you do, yeah. I certainly have. I certainly have, and I've got to say, both sides of the fence is um, equally fun. Um, I enjoy both sides. I like to read. I like to meet readers. Um, I like to write, obviously, and uh, yeah, it's great. Well, that sounds great. Well, you know, it's been really great to have you here with us, Star, and again, we're looking forward to your return with your co-author, Terry Ann Armstrong, hopefully uh, next year, early on, maybe in February. Um, but before we sign off with you, uh, did you like to? Is there anything you'd like to tell our audience in terms of where they can find out more about you or about your books or any particular news that you'd like us to everybody to hear about before we sign off? 
A uh, couple of things, yeah. Um, of course, they can go to suspensemagazine.com. Um, my short stories are on there. I think they change them every once in a while with the different ones that I've written. There's also several other short story authors on there as well. I encourage everyone to check that out. But they can find me there. I have my own page there as well. Uh, Suspense Radio, obviously, as as you guys know and are familiar with, um, is another great avenue. Um, Sometimes I help them produce it. Um, Other times, you know, at at times I have co-hosted, which has been just, I can't tell you how fun. Um, But there there is, I just want to just touch on quickly a stab in the dark because I've mentioned it a couple times and haven't really said what it's all about. What um, and without going into too much detail because I'd rather have Terry Ann on with me. But a stab in the dark. What that is is I collaborated with Terry Ann on this, um, bringing in, and we've never seen this done before, so it kind of makes it interesting. We brought in characters from my Ivanovich series, and we brought in a character from her Menace trilogy, um, and we put them together. I've never seen any two authors actually take characters from their books and throw them into one book before together, and it's a lot of fun. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so in order to get to know, you know, you can still understand the characters in A Stab in the Dark if you don't read the series of mine or her trilogy, Um, but it is helpful to get to know who they are before you read it. So I just wanted to say that's what A Stab in the Dark is all about, and we'll we'll go into detail when we're back on your show together. Just teasing us like that, that's that's great. I have to tease us. We want to know all about it, but... (laughs) <laughs> have to wait until we hear from you in February. Oh boy, what a cliffhanger! So, so yeah, and like like Joshua just said, um, Star Reina and Terry Ann Armstrong will be um, joining us. I'm so excited that you you are you're agreeing to do this in February um, as well. So I'm excited about that, aren't you, Josh? I'm absolutely excited. This is going to be one of our uh, uh, groundbreaking events because uh, you're right. I've never really heard of two independent authors coming together bringing in. There are characters, and I really want to see what that's like. That yeah, sounds well, wonderful. It was interesting. So, um, you know, February will give you a lot more detail. Yay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being with us today, Star. We really appreciate it. And um, and so we'll be signing off with you in just a few, but we really wanted to say okay. thank you. We're honored to have you as our guest. Yes. Thank you both Please. for having me on. It's been a pleasure, and I look forward to the next time that we're on. Same you here. take care now. You too. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wow, she's just amazing. What yeah. a fun show. And what a wonderful speaker too. Uh, you can tell she's really comfortable, even though she said she, you know, she went to Toastmasters to become more proficient at it. But she's she's really comfortable speaking publicly, and I'm sure she's done quite a bit of that. So, um, yeah. What a great guest to have with us. Absolutely. Um, I'm I'm playing on the on the chat line still. I'm I'm doing smiley faces on the chat line. That's so much fun. So I better stop doing that and concentrate on on what we're supposed to be speaking about right now. <laughs> well, I know that um, for the next two weeks we're going to kind of be on hiatus, so everybody can catch up with the holidays. Um, so we will be back in the first Thursday of January, which is January sixth. Is that right? That's correct. And. and uh, we have on yeah. that show, drum roll please, we have, I'm yes. looking, it is, oh, this is exciting, Dave Wolvert. I can't wait. This is going to be fun. This is, uh, and let me explain a little bit. What we're trying to do um, with the show is focus each month on something specific. So in January, we're going to have our Oregon Writers Colony authors come on the show. Um, we have, like I said, Dave Wolvert on the 6th. On the 13th, we have Chris, Christine Catherine Rush, which is That's really exciting. For, yeah. And um, on the 20th, we have Phyllis Irene Radford. And then on the 27th, we have Christine Christina York. So I am really excited about the month of January because they're all of our um, friends from the Oregon Writers Colony. And then in February... We have our romance month because of Valentine's Day. That's how original we are. <laughs> but um, that was but good. It, you know, it's it just, great thought. 
It is a great thought, and it's fun, and it's fitting. So I thought, you know what, that's that's what we should be doing. We should be, you know, thinking about, um, you know, writing as far as around the holidays. I mean, that's what the um, that's what the uh, you know, for forward magazine does. That's what all of the all the magazines do. Everybody focuses around the particular holiday, so we're going to be doing that as well. And, so and see, it's we a, can deck out our website on Blog Talk Radio in pink and red with little hearts and little cupids. And, oh, that's now that's or just lame. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think um, both Joshua and I are. Um, are uh, a, a little tired from the season. We've been very busy, but also, I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm getting ready for the holidays. And this remodeling project was just step one in, in our holiday planning. And I'm just looking forward to having a new room and and uh, and just you know eating like a little piglet and <laughs> um, you know and, and opening presents and doing the lights and the tree and having friends and family over. What are you guys going to be doing, Joshua? I'm actually going to be traveling up to Northern Cal to see uh, some relatives. To see. Oh, did you just hear that ding? Because I said, uh. No. <laughs> no, no, because from those masters. Was gonna that be, your? Yeah, that's the, the uh and ah ding that you get for for saying that on uh, in public. Oh, that's right, the ding. <laughs> that's right, that's what the star mentioned. Yeah, so I will be going to see some relatives and people I haven't seen for a little while, and that'll be great. It'll be like a nice family reunion. Wow, that sounds wonderful. Um, that, you know, it's always so much fun to have a uh, have family around. Unfortunately, this season I'm not going to be able to because I have to finish that YA novel. And um, and but my husband is going to Tacoma where at where his um, where he was born and his family is all there and everything. So he's going to be leaving actually on this Saturday. He's going to be gone Saturday and Sunday. So I'm going to have a girlfriend over, and we're going to we're going to do girl stuff. Now this is going to interest you, Joshua. We're going to do our nails and do facials and that sort of thing. Ooh, giddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to having have a wife, and I work. know how important that is to to ladies. So you know. it's very important, and um, well, I mean, you know, not in the big picture, I suppose. <laughs> what? But, um, it is in the big picture. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. But we're gonna we've got a treadmill and a and a, a stationary bike, and so we're gonna do some, you know, and a box um, of chocolates. And a box of chocolates, please. Of course. Well, that's great. <laughs> and then you're gonna be focusing on your writing while the rest of us are merrily eating and pigging out. You're going to be feeding in advance all your fans with the with some great writing, and that, that's something that. I guess we should all thank you in advance for because of your sacrifice. You provide us with more great reading. Oh, thank you so much. But um, same to you because once we were kings, it, was that out there? It's not was out there the yet. Was the title out there or did I just make a faux okay. pas? That's right. There's, there's okay. no, the title is called Once We Were Kings. Oh, and it's so good. And you know what, um, Joshua and I are involved on an online writers group which we suggest every every writer out there should really have some sort of other writer support base and so mm-hmm. um Joshua me Michael Belomo are all in this group and um and our, it's Belomo I always say Belomo I just always Bellamo. have Belomo sorry but, Michael um and he's also a a, a stand in uh, co-host sometimes too so he's fabulous um but anyway um we have had the honor of reading Once We Were Kings um, in this writer's group. And the thing about Joshua Grandma, and everybody thinks he's so nice and everything like that. Everybody loves Joshua. And, and the thing about Joshua, well. no, <laughs> let, me, let me finish. The thing about Joshua is that he's mean, really, when he comes right down to it, because he will not give me the rest of the novel. And it's written, <laughs> and he's making me read it in 50-page chunks. It's just... So mean. Well, what do you I'm have sorry. To say for yourself? I have to say that um, I, I do have a little bit of remorse, not too much, but just a little bit. But you'll have to understand <laughs> that um, the book isn't finished yet, so I, you know, uh, like, I don't want to give the whole thing to you because some of it's subject to change. So. Oh, that know. is such malarkey. <laughs> but you didn't buy that excuse. <laughs> not at all. I love this story. I just this is this is one of these. This to, to me is equal to. Harry Potter. 
the Harry Potter's blowout series. This is what it it is to me. Um, J.R.R. Tolkien. You know, it's like this kind of writing. And I am, and you know, when you get into a story like this, this one that you have, Joshua, Once We Were Kings, you don't want to stop reading it after 50 pages. You want to keep going. And, you know, and I'll wait for the end. Just give me the what you have. My God, you're cruel. Oh, thank you so much. That's really kind. You're welcome. I, I just, Such um, you know, this is different. I, I usually written suspense thrillers, legal thrillers, and that type of thing, even dark paranormal. But as I said before, my my six-year-old son, who at the time was really enjoying the entire Chronicles of Narnia series that I was reading with him, he just yeah. said to me one night, "Daddy, could you write me a book?" And I was like, "How do you think to that?" So that this is the product of that promise. So we hope. Well. And it's also and my it's, first time writing fantasy, so um, you know it, it, it's a nice uh, break from the same old genre that I've been doing for such a long time. You know, and isn't that interesting? Um, because of this writers group, we've you know we're quite we come from diverse backgrounds as far mm-hmm. as writing goes, as far as reading goes, and um, so because of you and Michael, Joshua, um, I am getting such a wonderful glimpse of what is out there as far as uh, fantasy and suspense and thrillers and, you know, Beyond Justice, what a, a, a remarkable book that is. And um, and everybody agrees with me. I mean, there is, I, I could, it's just going gangbusters. And if you don't have it, I doubt that there's anybody left out there that doesn't. But if you don't have it, you, you have to get this book. Oh, you're it's just an blush. incredible read. Yeah. Well, it's so good, Joshua. Well, you know, I totally agree with you about our writers group because, you know, Michael comes from a, a very different background than the, than the two of us. We're all very different. And, you know, it, I echo the same thing because you write more mainstream literary. And I haven't read a, a lot of that in, in the past. But And reading your work has opened my eyes to it and actually gave me a, a, a brand new appreciation for it. So it's it's really great when you have a couple of writers or three writers or so who are very different and yet get along so well, it's, it's a rare thing. So I, I really recommend for, I would really recommend all writers, if you have some trusted friends who you know are really professional and, and gifted at giving good feedback rather than just like crit- criticism, but just constructive feedback and encouragement, it's, it has saved me from despair. <laughs> it has saved me from total isolation, which all writers can be subject to because of the, the nature of our work. So I would definitely... Absolutely. Yeah, find some trusted, competent, professional friends as writers and get together. Don't make it too large a group. I think three is probably the best size. And just meet on a regular basis and discuss each other's work. Absolutely. And, you know, it does save you from loneliness and despair, (laughs) but also it saves you from making incredible errors that could have gone out to somebody above the level of the writing group like a publisher or an agent and you don't want that it's such a great thing to have that support and that extra eye on your work and suggestions because um you know it, it there's always something that you can glean from constructive criticism and um as a writer as a published writer um i am always uh you know learning from uh, joshua and michael so um, and I think that that's a, a big part of what we need to do as as we continue in our careers as writers. But, you know, we're getting close to the end of the show. Is there anything yeah. you want to say before you wrap it up? Well, I just want to say, and I'm sure that I speak for both of us, that um, Susan and I, Joshua Graham here, uh, we really appreciate all of our read- uh, listeners and readers, of course, um, but particularly for this show. Since we started in September, we, we've had so many wonderful guests, but really it, it, we're, we're, we have this show here so that we can provide some perspectives to you, our listeners. So we want to thank you for listening, uh, whether you're listening live or to the podcast. Thank you, and we will be back on January 6th live again with our guests, and please join us again then. Absolutely. And have a happy holiday. Yes. Um, just Everybody. be safe and happy and enjoy Enjoy your family and your friends and, and just uh, grab a book and, and read it and uh, grab Star Rainus and read it. That Absolutely. would be wonderful. Right. 
Anyway, okay, well, thank we you. We will see you all next year. And God bless everybody. And Absolutely. we will talk on the 6th. Take care and thank you and goodbye. Goodbye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.